Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Under the Scene. I'm your host Sebastian and uh, today we'll be taking a dive into Disney Pixar's Soul. Quick little disclaimer, if uh, you don't want the movie being spoiled, I recommend leaving the podcast as this will feature a lot of spoilers as I'll be going through the film. Um, So just as a heads up, uh, now is your chance to get out before anything is ruined for you. So we're going to jump straight into this. Um, Soul was released on December 25th, 2020. A beautiful Christmas gift on Christmas Day from Disney and Pixar. It was a beautiful way to end the year. Uh, This was Pixar's 23rd film released. Um, And they actually released two this year. One being Onward, closer to the beginning of the year. And Soul being their second film, uh, their 23rd. Uh, in total, Pixar is probably uh, the powerhouse of animation uh, for 3D, that is. They have grossed a total of $14 billion worldwide at the box office with approximately about $680 million per movie. Um, the sad part is two films this year that didn't quite make it to, to theaters and were primarily on their streaming service, both Onward and Soul, aren't part of that list anymore and I feel like this movie Soul was so well done for that part that they would have brought in a lot more money for that. It was uh it was really uh really well done. Um the director of Soul was Pete Docter. Now I don't know if everyone is aware of who he is, uh but Pete uh has made some incredible films with Pixar, uh such as Inside Out, Up Wally, Monsters Inc, Toy Story One and Two. He's been a writer and a director for those films, uh, a writer for some of the older stuff like Monsters Inc., Toy Story 1 and 2, and a director for Inside Out, Up, and I'm not too sure about Wally. I don't know if he's, let me double check that because I don't want to give you the wrong information, um, but I'm pretty sure he is a writer. Yeah, so he's a writer on Wally, but he directed Up and Inside Out. So, um, Soul had an incredible cast, uh, with the two main leads being Jamie Foxx, who plays uh, Joe Gardner, and Tina Fey playing 22. The, the one thing I liked about this cast choice is Jamie Foxx is someone I don't really picture in animated films, especially seeing him in Django and Baby Driver, all, the, all those films. He's more of, like a, for me, a serious actor. Um, I know he's done Rio 1 and 2, but I didn't really watch those so much. And, you know, the focus is so much on everyone else there where he's now a main character. It was uh, it was good and it, it was it was good to see a different side of, of Jamie Foxx, especially um, seeing a range now that he could do serious films, comedy films, animated films like he, he could do anything and and not disappoint. Uh, Tina Fey, I already knew was going to be good in this film she's done comedies um sisters baby mom all that stuff so uh, and 30 rock was her big thing so she's always been in the 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 comedy scene so i figured she would have been good anyways but to see them work together was i was really impressed especially like i said with jamie fox now i know voice acting is one thing but it still takes a lot to be a good voice actor so i, I, I was uh i thought they did really well on that one uh, so if you don't know what Soul is and haven't seen it, uh, I'm going to give you guys a quick little description here. 
Um, so Joe Gardner, he is a band teacher in middle school, uh, and his favorite passion is jazz, and he's uh, he's really good at jazz. <laughs> we'll tell you that much. Um, he ends up traveling to another realm, um, obviously when he he passes and uh, he finds he has to help someone find their passion, and. He soon discovers what it means to actually have a soul. Um, so that's basically a, a brief description of what the film was. And that's exactly what it is. But in a way, I feel like this was Pixar's most mature film I have, I have ever seen. I've seen, I'm pretty sure, all 23 feature films Pixar has made. And I don't think I've ever seen a Pixar film this mature. I really felt this one was for... Uh, more of a, more of an, an adult audience and children can watch as well, where their normal animated films are for children, but adults can watch as well. Now you've got movies that Pixar make, like, of course, like Toy Story, Cars and all that, where they're meant for kids because they're based off toys and they come to life or cards and it's all this happy, uh, happy film, but Adults can go and enjoy this because it's it's entertaining. It's kind of like Walt's picture was for for Disney uh, Land was you know kids could go and have fun, but so can the adults. So I feel like Pixar's movies are always like that. Um, but I feel this one was more of adults go watch this, but the kids can come as well and enjoy it. Um, so right off the bat, Pixar's animation was insane. This this film just takes it to a whole nother level. Um, I rarely watch a Pixar film and say, and the animation was okay. Uh, they're always top notch. And if, if not the best, I don't know who else would beat them because, uh, Pixar is, is up there. They changed the game for animation when Toy Story came out and they've just kept it going, uh, on the rise. Um, the colors in this film were fantastic. They really brought New York to life. Um, and it, it was cool. It felt so so much like you were there uh, in the animated film. Um, and I know as every movie comes out, their animation gets better and better. Um, but this one definitely felt felt really good with the animation. Um, the only part I didn't like was so much when he was his soul. Um, you know, the animation was a bit softer. Obviously, it had to. It was more of a 2D lines kind of thing. It's... It's harder to explain, but it it felt like it was, it wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was perfect for what it had to be, because he's in his soul, he's in the great beyond or the great before, and um, you know it doesn't have to be when they're in New York and everyone's vibrant and alive and everything. It was, it was good, but I feel like, for what it had to be, it was good, for when he was a a soul. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I would, uh, the only thing I really didn't like, uh, from the film going into it is, um, I'm not a big jazz music fan. And of course that's the primary focus of music here is, is obviously jazz. That's his main passion. Um, but I'm just not a jazz fan and, um, the music was still good. It was a beautiful score for what it was, but 
jazz music to me is just it's all over the place so watching a movie that was based around jazz music was just it wasn't for me so I kind of felt like you know if it was another genre of course it might have been been a bit better for me personally but uh it was still still very well done for that part uh you just have to have a, a keen taste for for jazz music so uh going into this film uh we see joe he's starting off as uh, a band teacher in middle school and this is one of those scenes right at the beginning it starts off where someone can connect and you don't really expect it to be so instant a connection you could make, but you can. Um, so he's teaching uh, jazz to his band students, and uh, one of the kids, it's Connie's turn is her name, and she gets a turn uh, to do her her solo for the 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 part. And she stands up, she's getting into it, and she's doing a very very good job. And she's she's doing amazing, but the other kids start laughing at her. So she of course sits down. She's all upset, and he goes, "No, you know what? She's good at this. It's her, it's her passion, or whatever. This is what she wants to do." And she responds with, "I'm only 12." And I feel like that's something you know uh, a lot of people can actually connect to because as a kid, um, everything's kind of forced onto you as to what you want to do with your life and what you should be doing, but. Like she said, she was only 12. Like She's got her whole life to think about everything. And who knows if that's what she wants to do. It could just be a little hobby. Uh, but for Joe, it was his passion. So I, you know, he plays that role where he's trying to force it on her, but not fully forcing it on her. You know, and he keeps saying that the jazz is his passion, but, you know, maybe it's not hers. So that's why she says... I'm only 12 and I've, you know, you could relate to that growing up as a kid is they always ask you what you want to do, but it's like, I'm a kid, let me grow up, I want to do my own stuff, have some fun, uh, I'm not worried about my future, yeah, I've got all my life to worry about my future, so instantly you could connect with uh, with a character right off the bat, and uh, that's why I mean it's for both adults and kids. Um, so we move further on in the, the movie and... Um, Joe ends up getting a full-time position as a teacher there, and you know that's not what he wants. He's teaching something he loves, but teaching isn't what he loves. So we see him getting uh, a full-time job as a teacher, and when he goes to go tell his, his mother about it, she's absolutely thrilled because that's every mother's dream for their kids is to you know, succeed in life and, and be secured. Uh, financially and with a job and everything you know they just want you to be prepared and and be um be secure with everything that you do so in a way he was happy but unhappy because his passion is jazz that's what he wants to do and his mental state is he won't accept anything else but jazz so joe ends up getting a call from an old uh, student he used to teach saying they need him to do a gig Instantly, Joe's happy. He's ready to do this gig. And, um, of course, his, his mother is... T it's a typical movie about a musician where the parents are like, don't do it because, you know, it's it's not the life you want. It can't guarantee anything. And it's, it's you see it everywhere. It was in Pixar's Coco. You know, mu music ruins people uh, as a career. So it was that typical, that typical scene 
where, you know, you got to have faith in me, dad did it, why can't I do it, all that stuff. So he ends up going to the gig and auditioning, and of course, he nails it. it. This is his passion, this is what he thinks he's on earth for, is to be a um, jazz musician, so he kills it. Um, and they instantly tell him, okay, be here back at 7 for rehearsal and 9 for the show. So Joe's happy. He's calling someone on his way back to go tell people he's ready to go get a suit. And then he's so distracted in uh, in in what you know what his goal was that he's got it. He's finally got his dream. And he's so so distracted by it that he's not realizing stuff around him. And that's what introduces us to the concept of soul there is because he ends up passing away. Now, quick disclaimer here. I don't think, you know, every Pixar movie has to have a death in it, sadly enough. Um, this one wasn't as sad as most of them are, uh, but it still got to. Uh, he just got his goal. He he did what he wanted to do. He got the gig of his, his life, and he, he died. <laughs> so, um, instantly right after that, we see Joe's uh, soul now. Um, he's in what is the path to the great beyond and uh, he's making his way there but he wants to he's not ready for it right? he's ready for his dream he, he said you know, he's gone too early and uh, you know a lot of people can relate to that as well because so many people have passed away in the past where they were gone too early you know you're at your peak of your career you're ready to do this and everyone's excited to see what you could bring to the table and then something tragic happens and, you know, we lose that person in the world um, and they were just there and you feel like, okay, well, what could have happened if they had that chance, right? So it, it was kind of that concept there um, and he, Joe was not having it. So, of course, he tries to find his way out and he ends up breaking through a barrier and ending up in the great before. Now, this this scene was pretty cool because he's in a place now where souls are made. And what was cool about this because you see that, you know, souls are getting their personalities and and they're becoming who they are when they grow up. And it, it was something cool that they added, but I also felt like this was a lot, a lot like Inside Out. Uh, and you could kind of tell Pete directed it in a way just because it was so similar to uh to inside out so for me it was kind of like the same film that's why i wasn't so into it but it was i was because it was different at the same time it's uh it's hard to explain but that's my opinion on it was just it was like inside out where there were emotions this is your soul your personality it's for me it was all the same bubble so uh joe ends up becoming um, a mentor and he's got to help out a soul that's been here for a while now, 22, which I mentioned was played by Tina Fey. Um, and she's kind of that soul that doesn't want to go to Earth because she says Earth sucks. It's horrible. Um, and, you know, in some ways, 22 is right. Uh, that character is, you know, you want to agree with her so much because what, what she says about Earth is is true and you, and you realize it. But, you know, it's not a reason to hate Earth. You know what I mean? And not hate life. So... You could really connect to to twenty two and uh, and Joe's on the other side, kind of saying like, "Well, why do you hate it?" You know, uh, there's so many reasons to like it, but she's saying there's not. It's it's a horrible place. You know, souls get crushed there, and um, 
And that was probably the best line in the entire film uh, for me personally. Is you see it in the trailer, but you get to see it in the film. So it's, it's kind of sucks that they throw it in the trailer, but it, it just gets you uh, to watch the film. Is um, she says her, her line is souls can't get crushed here. That's what Earth's for. And, you know, in a way, it's just it's perfect because we all want to be somewhere. We all want our, our set goals and dreams, but you can't always get what you want and you have to work really hard for what you want. So she says you can't get your, your soul crushed here, but Earth is always there to crush your soul because everyone's always getting denied and, and not making it to what they want to be. But, you know, you can't look at it that way because there's many opportunities for anything and maybe you're just doing the wrong thing. You think it's right for you, but it's not. Uh, so that was by far the best line and, you know, it was, it was nailed perfectly on the head there from, from Pixar. Um, so basically they go through this stuff where they try to find your spark and what makes, you know, your, like Joe's passion, his spark would be jazz. Um, so he goes through that whole process of trying to find 22 spark because no one's been able to do it before. So Joe says, you know what, I could be the guy that'll get you there. And then I'm on my way back to earth. Um, they tried everything and nothing was working, obviously, because she just doesn't know what her spark is. You know, baking's not her spark. Soccer, basketball, chess, bake, uh, it's a baking, um, anything like that. Like, nothing's her, her spark. So, um, they end up giving it a second try and they try to find other, other ways to find her spark. Um, so she takes him further in to a place uh, where lost souls go, and this scene was uh, was probably I think the the hardest scene to to watch, just because you see this everywhere and it and it was pretty upsetting, uh, where the lost souls go and it's where the souls get attached to something so much that they separate themselves from everything else and it was it was really well done from Pixar because you see a dark side of it. Um, and how it could lead to something tragic. So, you know, it was it was very eye-opening. But, and again, you have to just keep yourself focused on, on, on everything, not just the one set thing. And then that way, you know, you don't get yourself in a slump. Um, so in this scene, one of the biggest ones you see is, um, I forgot what the job was, but he's basically like... Um, like almost like a stockbroker kind of thing. I don't I don't remember exactly what the job was that he had, but he was miserable at his job and that's all he was worried about and he was a lost soul. So they end up fixing this lost soul and putting him back in his body and just the joy he gets and you know, he's got so much to live for and everything and you could see when he first wakes up, he's sitting at his desk, slunched over and he's all upset and you could see, you know, He's depressed, you see his eyes are baggy, and he's just ready to let go at that point, but they bring his soul back to him, and it wakes him up, and his expression changes, and he's all happy, and it's like, you know what, that's the way life has to be. You can't always just be a lost soul, focused on one thing, and especially if it doesn't make you happy in life, you're just you're just ruining your own health at that point. So they did that um, really well, Pixar, and it was a, a good eye-opener for basically anyone but i know kids that are younger won't understand it and that's why i feel like this was more of a mature film just because um 
it was it was more of a darker, mature film. Kids aren't gonna understand that that are younger, but as they grow up and if they rewatch this, they'll understand, you know, all all the life lessons that it taught you. Um, you know, not just to yeah, you can have your passions and your goals and everything, but don't just focus on that. There there's more to life, um, which is really good. Um, so after that lost soul, we end up seeing. Joe find himself because he wants to get back into his body so bad to still fulfill his passion of jazz. He wants to do it so bad. So they find him and that whole incident happens now where he wants to get in there. He's got a gig to go get and him and 22 fall down the hole. Now at that point on, I knew the rest of the film off by heart. And it was it was kind of upsetting in a way because it was like, yeah, this movie just turned to being very predictable. But it was still a great, great movie. I enjoyed it. Um, and at that point, uh, when they see Joe's body, he's in the hospital in a coma. And there's a therapeutic cat with him. Uh, the cat owner's there. The doctor's there. They're all in the, the hospital. So when 22 and Joe fall in back into their the souls back into their body... Or at that point, I knew, okay, something's going to go wrong, and I could I could predict the rest of this film, no problem. And as I thought of that, Joe ends up in the cat, and 22 ends up in Joe. So their souls are now in different people, and 22 has to live as Joe to do this gig until they could switch back. Um, and at that point, it was uh, it was a good turning point for 22. Um, she's always been trapped in the world where the, the great before. So she's never really seen beyond that. She's never gone to earth. She, she's never done anything. She's always been there. So when she gets to earth is a very, very heartwarming rest of the movie until a certain point. So she gets to feel what, you know, living's like. She gets to eat pizza, walk around, take the subway, listen to people sing, uh, just see laughter, nature, the beauties that are that are a part of Earth, and she falls in love, uh, basically. So Joe's whole go- goal is we have to get this fixed. You have to either play the gig or you have to switch bodies with me uh, so we go back to normal. And her whole thing was to do that too so she could go back up because she doesn't want Earth. After seeing all this stuff, her mind instantly changed, and she wants to live so bad now. Um, and you could, you could see it, you know, as she's looking around stuff, you could see it happening, but it just goes to show that there's, there's so much to live for. You know what I mean? It was, it was very heartwarming to watch that part of the movie because yeah, you get the whole, you know, hearing people sing and it, and it warms your heart, the whole eating the pizza cause it was good food and everything. But when she, when it slows down a little bit and you see, you know, I believe it was a father and a daughter in the street and the kids laughing. And then there's the couple or there were friends at a at a table just talking and laughing. And nature, one of the leaves fall towards her. And it's just all in all is beautiful because 22 just realized while Earth is beautiful, there's so much to live for. Um, I don't want to throw this away. So that was... Uh, like I said, that was a good scene, and it, it, it turned the movie around for me, because at that point, it was like a regular film. And then from there, we get on to, they end up switching bodies. 
Joe gets to play his gig, uh, and he's and he's so happy he gets to play his gig, uh, but he doesn't feel full. Um, you know, he feels like, okay, I did the gig, but I thought there'd be a, a better feeling to this, and that's the thing. Everybody works for one, one thing, one goal, one purpose, what you want the most, but it, it ends up not being what you expected, and then you just wasted all that time and effort on that one thing and you missed out on so many opportunities and so much of your life thrown away for that one thing that isn't actually worth it. Now that isn't the case for everybody, but for most cases that is what happens is they end up missing out because they were so set on something and it turns out not to be what they wanted. So they they, they showed that part and Joe ends up going back to his apartment and there's this whole little montage of you know him with his father um playing piano with him and going to jazz music with his father and all that stuff and he's reliving all these memories now where it's like see that's what life is all about that's your purpose is all the good times not just his jazz music so it was uh it was good and that's the kind of thing i'm kind of upset with by the way is we never actually got to meet his dad usually in movies like that you expect to meet a parent that's passed away um especially in a movie that's animated like that surprisingly we didn't get to see his father as like a we know he's in the great beyond anyway so we weren't gonna see it but i was hoping some way we would have saw his father definitely probably would have made me tear up a little bit uh but that's what i was expecting so it was good to get something different for once because that's usually the case but uh well, we didn't get to see his father uh, at all speak to him, at least. So, um, we're nearing the end of the film now, and I know I went through this quick. It was just kind of like a, a brief description and, and review of what I thought throughout the film. Uh, that's what some of these quick little episodes will be about, by the way. Um, you know, there's going to be other episodes of different types of stuff that I want to that I want to post. But for little reviews like this, there'll be quick little little snippets of just what I thought, what I took from the film, um, and just my opinion in general. So we're nearing the end of the film, and 22, she gets all these ideas in her head that everyone says, you're not going to make it, you're not worth it, you know, you don't have a purpose, you don't have a spark, um, and it's every mentor she's had. So she's turned into a lost soul, and in her lost soul, when you end up meeting up with her and Joe goes to go talk to her, it's all her old mentors yelling at her, and then there's one big one right behind her, and it's Joe. And at that point, you realize, yep, Joe screwed up the most, and he just ruined 22. So it's Joe looking over her and saying that she's not worth it, and she's never going to find her spark. She doesn't have a purpose, and all that negativity just plays with people, and that's the stuff we have to get away from is all the negativity. There's two things we need to do. Stop spreading negativity because it's not helping anyone. And we need to just block out the negativity. It doesn't help if we're always listening to negative thoughts and comments and taking them so personal. It is hard to hear, but it's just stuff that is going to happen in the world until it clears up, which it never will. But there's always going to be some form of negativity and we've just got to get through it one way or another. Um, so that scene was basically showing that it's just she was getting uh, verbally abused uh, uh, with all this 
you know, you're never going to make it. And Joe finally gets to connect with her and say, you know what, you have a purpose. This is your purpose. And hands her the leaf that she picked up from the floor and says, this is your purpose. Is just enjoying life, living. That's your spark. And 22 ends up getting her Earth patch. So she's clear to go to Earth. Joe saves her. We're all good there. Um, very end of the film here. Um, 22 gets to go to Earth. She goes. She jumps down the portal, ends up in Earth. Um... Everyone was proud of what Joe did, and because he was the first one to actually change 22, get her patch, the only person to give her a spark, they gave Joe a second chance. At this point, I thought for sure we were going to get Joe to say no. I thought Joe was going to say no, um, I'm okay, I did what I had to do, and he was going to go to the great, great beyond. He took it, and what I liked from what he did was when he took his second chance, he basically dropped Jazz and said he's going to enjoy life. He's going to start living. And that was that was awesome. He was given a second chance to enjoy everything about his life and capitalize on it. And, and it, was, it was a good ending, a very good ending. It was a very good movie. Um, not my favorite, but not my least favorite. It was, it was really good. Um... Some stuff I didn't like there about the ending is we never found out what happened to 22. And we never got to see what happened to Joe. They mentioned something about uh, Joe meeting a girl and, you know, he doesn't have the time for that and everything. And we never fully got to see a full circle. And uh, 22's, um, you know, she's on Earth, but we don't know what happened to her. Um, so we could assume there might be a, a type of sequel where we get to see 22 as a human being now. But it's a bit far-fetched on that because... You know, who knows if they're ever going to think of that to do a, a movie about. Another pet peeve that I had about the film, which isn't actually about the movie. It's more just about what Pixar didn't do. I'm kind of upset that there was no short film. Now, uh, tradition in Pixar films is you go and you get a little short film before each movie. Kind of, you know, gets your emotions going and it gets you ready for an animated movie. You know what I mean? It brings out every single emotion in you. Usually it hits everywhere. Uh, but this time we didn't get one. Now I don't know if they didn't do it because it wasn't in theaters. And they just decided not to do it. Or they literally just said we're not going to do a short film for this. Because Disney Plus has a whole area of short films. They're just going to throw short films there now. So we didn't get that. And uh, we also didn't get like an after credit scene. Which... Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes they're, you know, supposed to just be funny little clips. Sometimes they're actual, you know, after credit scenes. But uh, Soul didn't get one either. So it's kind of left open to see what happens for uh, for everything else. So that was it about Soul. Uh, I really did enjoy the film. I do recommend going to go watch it. Um, I Like I said, though, I wouldn't put it in my top five favorites of Pixar. But... It is up there as a really good film. Um, it's just it, it wasn't it wasn't for me, um, but I I'm sure other people do really enjoy it. So and have it up there as their best. So I do recommend going watching. Get Disney Plus. Go stream it. Um, it was it was entertaining and uh, everyone did a fantastic job. Pixar again uh, knocked it out of the park with uh, with the movie. So you can't complain there. Um, 
before I end this episode, I'd like to just give a, a quick thanks to whoever's listening. Um, this was the, the first ever episode of Under the Scene. I hope to do this more often uh, and get some more episodes out there. What you can expect in the future is some more reviews because 2021 has a wide, wide variety of movies coming up. We're talking about 74 films that are supposed to be coming out plus TV shows. Uh, so we'll be looking at a bunch of that stuff. Um, if you do want any uh, any recommendations for me, you can uh, you know uh, DM me on Instagram at underscore under the scene or on Twitter uh, at underscore under the scene. Uh, leave me a DM um, of saying you know if there's any series you'd like me to watch and commentate about or or any any just movie you want me to see any TV show you want me to see. Um, We've got reviews coming up, top tier list, so my top 10 favorites, top 5 favorites of franchises, trilogies, all that. Uh, I've got comparisons of some similar movies and similar uh, companies in the filming industries, uh, everything like that, so I hope I hope this kicks off. Um, I really appreciate all the support, and um, please follow the podcast, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Have a good one.